Hello, welcome back to the Two Up Top podcast. Uh, it's been a while. We've had a little uh, mini winter break of our own, but we're back uh, ready for action. Sorry for those who missed us. Um, but this is podcast 22. It's been long awaited and this is one we've been excited for for a long time. It's the one where we suggest uh, a January signing for each team. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to take a team each, we're going to go down the table, but I'm sure we'll all, we'll chip in with our own little bit and um, it should be a good one. Hopefully uh, we provide some insightful knowledge. It's nice so, to be uh, back. It is nice to be back, but you know, the managers, they call for the winter break and we, we listen to the managers, don't we? Yeah, so we exactly. It's best to recharge. Get ready yeah. to go ahead for the rest of the season. Exciting times. So, before we start, I'm going to say that my strategy for this was to identify what they need, obviously, and try to be realistic because it is January. So, for example, oh, well, no, I won't give you an example because I don't want to ruin it. But I've tried to be realistic. Um, and the problem that I found is a lot of the teams down the bottom half of the table, everyone could just say they need goals, they need yeah. goals. So you just need a striker. But So I've tried to spread it out a bit, not just strikers, you know, people who can create goals as well. So. I found it difficult towards the bottom end of the table. I don't know about you. Yeah, sometimes you feel like you're getting a bit repetitive. But, yeah. I mean, if, if if teams are down the bottom not scoring enough, then they need goals. <laughs> like, exactly. is that, it, it, is, it is back and white. It's cheese and chalk. Well, not cheese and chalk. So, um, <laughs> shall I start us off then? Yeah, with, yeah, you uh, start us off. With, at uh... the top of the table. Oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool, top of the league. <laughs> yeah. So, Come on, let's start. get into it. Okay, so my thinking here was a lot of people I think would suggest maybe a defender, but I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it's not a good signing for us to make because we've got the defenders in the squad that just happen to be injured. But you can't bring someone in for two weeks while everyone's you know injured. You, you just make do with what you've got. Have to bring in a youth player if you have to. Um, so I've suggested a backup player for a position that Liverpool haven't got a clear backup for or a good enough backup for, which is a striker. So I've gone Sturridge. for. You don't feel Sturridge is good enough. Not Sturridge or Rigi. They're not good enough. They're they're they'll do for now, but they're not. You, you need better. Like yeah. Agu- the City have got Aguero and Jesus. Yeah, that's true. You know that's. What I mean, you be I suppose for. Wolves. They they were both pretty average. Yeah. yeah sorry, sorry, so, I completely interrupted. You. I'm going for Dabur of RB Salzburg. Munas Dabur. Dabur. Yes. Interesting, the Israeli. Yes, and the one reason why I say why because it's supposed to be realistic. He appears to have his eyes set on a move to Liverpool, even though it's no, not been clear that we've made approach for him. But he is very keen to play for Liverpool. What kind of striker um, is he? Is he like creative, or is he more like a target man? Uh, he's not a target man. He's more. He's he's like. He's like, I wouldn't say he's like Firmino in the defensive aspect, but other than the linking plays, but he's got a good finish on him as well. So he's not, he's actually, to be fair, Kane's shown a bit about his game right in the link-up play. So I'd say he's, he plays in the same way as Kane, but you know, obviously never near as good. But, yeah. um, so that's a realistic sign in a player who wants to play. So therefore they know what they're coming into. He knows he's not going to straight away come in and take over Firmino's position, which was the same with Shakiri, which is why he was a great signer because he knew what he was coming into. And accepted that he might be on the bench a lot. I think De Boer would be the same. So how old, how old is De Boer? You've put me on the spot there. I think I he's 26. I would say. Okay, so he's at 26. that age where, like, I don't know. What... He is 26 as well. Look at that. Oh, he's knowledge. absolutely nailed it. You don't get this anywhere else. 
Peter Crouch podcast. Now nah, you're never getting this kind of knowledge there. I mean, strikers a good shout. I've always said, I've always felt that uh, Liverpool, like, what happens if Salah gets injured or Firmino gets injured? Like, sure, mm. Shakiri comes in, but you do lose out on a lot of goals. Shakiri's not as clinical as the yeah. players around him. And De Boer's, from what my small knowledge of um, the, I can't even think, what, where's so, Austrian, Austrian league. Um, uh, but he, he's, he's done quite well in the Europa League, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He, so he has been got, banging in some goals. He got 29 goals in all competitions last season, and he's got 20 in 30 games this season in all competitions. I know he's playing in the Austrian League, but... Um, Mane played in the Austrian League. I've done what all fans do and looked him up on YouTube, Scout Nation, and um, had a look. And you can tell, even though they obviously just show the highlights, you can tell when someone's good or they're just lucky or something, you know, and he seems to be a decent player. I know he's, he could be a bet for a, another team who want him as a their star striker, like, yeah. like West Ham or something. <laughs> But the fact that he wants to play for Liverpool means he knows what he's coming into. I've gone for double. That's a that's a shout though. I, I definitely yeah. did not expect that. But it's like what the right side. Well, I I I completely go against what you said about the centre back. I think regardless of the fact that you have centre backs there, I still feel you do need one because Lovren came in, and mm. without sounding too harsh. He lost you that three points. Realistically, he was abysmal. He was poor. Um, but that's the Still thing. He comes in too much, and there's just such a dip between Gomez, Van Dijk, yeah. Lovren. So I actually I went for an old Liverpool boy who didn't do it before. I thought. Oh, I know what you're going to say Sebastian Cortez. <laughs> oh, that is not what I thought you were going to really? say. Really, but he's. <laughs> He's been quality in the Portuguese league. He never got proper game time in at Liverpool no. because he was always and he was part of a period where the signings were abysmal. He was like yeah. apart from when Rogers signed um Suarez. No, that wasn't Rogers, that was Dalglish. Not but... Dag yeah. Sorry, Dalglish and Rogers, those two when they had those sort of players. I think Coutinho was signed by Rogers, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So those sort of players, he was part of that and they were just they almost move and already they're a bit of a laughing stock kind of thing. Like, oh. but And since then, players like that have gone abroad and been successful. Suso, Luis Alberto. Yeah. So I thought Coates, because I feel like he'd happily be a back room, but the, the drop isn't as much yeah. as Lovren. But I think either way, yeah. Okay. I thought you might suggest a big guy and go for Mats Hummels because a lot of people have been linking him with Liverpool. But he's not going to want to sit on a bench. Exactly, but none, none of them really are. So that's why I've stayed away because we've got numbers, enough numbers in defence yeah. to get us through. But and yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think you should want to. Gomez is, has more potential than Hummels. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, are you happy well, with your Liverpool choice? I'm happy with that. This, I think we should go to the next one before we spend too long on that. Yeah, Man so City. I've, I've got Man City and. Um, I found this quite easy. Obviously, they they got strength everywhere, but their poor patch came when Fernandinho was not there. Mm -hmm. He came back against Liverpool and he was unbelievable. He was. He still is unbelievable, 
and he's still huge to the team, but he's aging. He's 33, 34. Yeah. And I thought... So I'll say about Fernandinho before we move on. That I, I, a lot of people talk about him as quality, yeah? And I never... I've really like watched him like closely and looked at him, but when they obviously when he played Liverpool, I think wow, this guy is it was is unbelievable. He was quality. everywhere. Yeah, he's quality. But that's the thing, when you're in a team surrounded by those sort of players, you're not you're not gonna be Yeah. When you got Bruyne doing this and that, Aguero scoring four, like you're not gonna get a shouts, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. But so I've gone for like like unrealistic but would be but potential. But I think that's I. I thought, what about Kante? That would be a huge, huge move, but unlikely, especially yeah. to a rival. I thought, see, annoyingly, I thought a player like Declan Rice, but obviously yeah. he's just signed a contract. So I was thinking yeah. William Carvalho or Danilo yeah. Pereira, a player of that caliber, um, yeah. won't be too much. Um, yeah. You've got youth on his side. Both players are about 24, 25. Yeah. And I think both, I'm sure, would be happy to play under Guardiola. Yeah. And so I feel like a player of that sort of calibre, I think, would be the right move for City. Danilo Pereira is, is a name that we might hear again in this episode. I've, I've suggested him, I think, for another team. But William Carvalho, I'm sure about, because he, like we're saying about Jean-Michael Serri, right? He's linked with all these big teams. Carvalho was linked with big teams. You know, it, it, like he was linked with strongly with West Ham, but bigger teams apparently wanted him, Chelsea and, and all that. Yeah. And then he ends up going to Real Betis. Mm. So, you know, he doesn't even go to like a really big team in Spain, which which blows me up a little bit, actually, because I can't, you know, I haven't watched every game he's ever played, so I don't know how good he really is. But yeah, I, I, I think the position you suggested is spot on. Yeah, I went. I've, I, put, I put Rice's name down, but for you, for, like you said, it's a bit unrealistic, but... If they wanted him at any point, you should get him now because he's just going to get more and more expensive. I know, but because just he's, he's playing quality. Just because he signed a new. Although, yeah. if he becomes Republic of Ireland, does yeah. that affect his homegrown status? It doesn't, does it? I don't think so. No, because no, he still no. grew up in London, so it won't affect yeah, it. Because yeah. I, I really change his the brand. other name I suggested was a player who, again, like Fernandinho, didn't appreciate his quality to watch him, and Liverpool played against Napoli. In the Champions League, and I watched Alan. Oh, and Alan. I was like, wow, he like he did. I, he didn't get any credit, especially because it was all about Jorginho last year. I think now mm. he's starting to get some credit. But Alan, wow, and he for me, he's the obvious choice because I don't know Fernandinho can help him through it because they're Brazilian. They got that link, and they can mm. help him through like the transition. And he just seems like the natural choice for me. But whether it's possible in January, I don't know. But long term, I would go for Alan. See, I think when we when we think about this, obviously. It's hard to say whether there'll be big money moves in January. So I feel like me, I I don't want to talk for you, but I'd be surprised if you didn't think like this as well. But you kind of think this is what they need. Mm. It'll either, it's better to get in now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was in summer kind of thing. That's kind of what I've looked at because it's so hard to call January because some teams will refuse to get rid of players because it's so difficult to replace them kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, on to the third, I'd say. Yeah, Spurs. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd they've they've got they had injury crisis before, but now they've got Harry Kane injured for a couple of months until March, isn't it? So yeah. it's at least I don't know, at least four, five, six weeks. 
his ankle link, was, hasn't he? That was a problem they had for a while, but also they were very light in centre midfield. Like Debele's going, but Dyer's been injured for a while. Um, they've had they've been playing with Sissoko and Winks, and Skip's been coming on. Yeah, Wanyama's been injured as well. So that so I suggested two, but now one's more prevalent than the other because of Kane. So originally I suggested Ndombele of Leon. He's a real player. He is, but he's he's sense. newly Leon, isn't he? Well, he's he's through Academy. Did he sign? No, him? no, he he was at Angers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of people want him. Doesn't mean he's not impossible to get, but he's going to be expensive. Yeah. But there's that dilemma of like, oh, he's like new, like he's going to have a big contract, isn't he? So there's that yeah. dilemma of do we do we go in for him now? Or do we hold out when his contract's running down, and then we can kind of unsettle him? Like it's. Yeah. It's, a, oh, it's just a bit but I guess it'd be a huge shout it'd be a huge player yeah but that was before Kane's injury and I suggested another player because I knew obviously Son's going away this player can play wing and striker so he might even be better signing now because of Kane and Son's going away and it boosts like two kind of positions this might surprise you I've gone from Memphis to Pi ooh like I know because he loves Man United it might not happen but I think he could really work at Spurs he's been I smashing he at Leon well. as well yeah and he and it's not just because he's, you know, some people like Florian Torvan smashes it in France, but he, I watched him play for Newcastle and he's awful. <laughs> you can tell the pies has got it. It just didn't work for him at United for some reason. I think he could really work at Spurs. Doesn't Depay have that flamethrower celebration or am I thinking of completely the wrong player? I don't know. Uh. But, I mean, he can play up front and I would rather have him up front than Lorente. Oh, um, yeah. And then obviously, because he can cover for Son. And, and even without Son, like Lamella is, I know he doesn't start every game, but he's not great. They need people, no. not just as backup, they need people to push their players who could yeah. start, but also push their other players forward more. And that's the thing. Kane's never, I've never felt Kane's being threatened. Like his place has never no. been threatened. Like, I mean, <laughs> Pochettino was asked in an interview with Son going to the Asia Cup with Lorente, um, like uh, Kane's out injured, is there a chance that v- Vincent Janssen could get a shout? And Pochettini <laughs> went, no. <laughs> and then just moved on. Yeah. That's brutal. Because he signed him, didn't he? He was under... Yeah. So it's, they're poor. that's a poor signing. And that just shows really how hard it is to get a backup striker because you want someone who you're not going to spend too much money on but knows what they're going to be and just hope that they can come in be happy on the bench and come in and, and prove themselves. But that's why, again, I think Depay, because he can play as striker, but he knows that he actually get most of his chance out wide, so he will get game time. That'd be, uh, I that'd think be that's a, a good suggestion. That's one of the ones I'm happy with. And he's, and he's, it will be growing in confidence as well, internationally yeah. as well, because Holland are looking like a new look team. I know yeah. that's a bit like, a bit of a throw in the dark kind that of thing. Right. It's right, yeah. yeah. All things but, are going right for him at the yeah. and that would be a step up. Um, but yeah, I think that's a decent shout. Should we move on to fourth place? Was, it, was there a name you were thinking about with Spurs? Or? I was thinking striker. I yeah. thought a younger player to challenge, but that's always what they need. And I, I threw out a couple names. But what about taking a risk on um, Martinez, Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Okay. Atlanta striker. For, what about Luka Jovic? I'm not sure if he's yeah. permanently at Frankfurt. I have a no, he's suspicion on he's on loan from Benfica yet. Yeah. Um, took the words out of my mouth. I was going to go. I was going to go sport in Lisbon, but I'm glad you got there ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought Jovic, thought Maxi Gomez, who's Celta Vigo striker, is like big. 
But mm. Strong got a, quite a leap on him. He's like a kangaroo. Yeah. can get such height, even though he's quite small. Um, right. But yeah. Like Tim Cahill. That was Tim Cahill. Exactly. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Cahill. And he was a kangaroo. Right, so Chelsea, go ahead. I mean, my notes say so obvious. Yeah. Because it is. When you've got like, you've got quality everywhere and then you've got Alvaro Morata. <laughs> yeah. Like, it and is so. obvious they need a striker, but they don't need a, a, like, they don't need anyone. They need a world beater. Yeah. When was the, have, have they had a good striker since Drogba? No. Well, I mean, Diego Costa. Costa. But he yeah. was never settled. Yeah. I never felt he was, I never felt Chelsea got the best out of him as well. He had purple so when he was on his when he, yeah, when he was good, it was like, wow, look, he's unplayable. He was mental, but, though. Yeah, he was crazy. Absolutely mental. But I'd say, I mean, they're linked with these players, but a player of Cavani or Higuain's calibre, uh-huh. like a big player. And I think we spoke about Icardi, and it's just unlikely, it's unlikely at this point. Yeah. But for yeah. me, that, that would be the signing. Icardi is who they should get, oh, but they won't huge. be able to get him in January. Well, I say won't be able to get him in January. He's having contract disputes. Um, and they're not in the Champions League. Maybe they want the money. But then again, like it's middle of January now, and I just don't see that one happening. So Higuain is the more likely option. I think Costa works so well because he was mental. He was sadist- like he was sadistic. He was just so aggressive. He got under yeah. people's skin. Like I thought he was ideal. And I feel like that's more Cav- that's more Cavani than it is Higuain. Uh-huh. Plus yeah. Higuain. Is he overweight? I can't. I can never tell. Yeah, it is a, a little bit. It just. The, I just think Icardi's perfect for them because Chelsea play at pace when they're counter-attacking. You know, they've got Hazard and that. Can Higuain keep up with Hazard? But he just be trotting <laughs> along behind. <laughs> um, I, I just can't. I can't swear away from Icardi. Like I just don't know if they'd hold out until they get in. Or you know, in yeah. Chelsea, they just got money. They just buy Higuain and buy Icardi as well. But. I mean, maybe yeah. you'll see Chelsea do something like loan somebody till the end. Of- Why not just bring back Batshuayi? Give Batshuayi a shout and then sign somebody in the summer. I don't. It's hogwash. <laughs> it truly is hogwash. It makes no <laughs> sense. And that's this is ah, oh, this is a topic for a whole another day. But Chelsea's blood, ah, oh, their use of yeah. players is so fresh. Like ah, oh, signing Pulisic when you've got Hudson yeah. Adoy, ah. I don't get that one at all. I, I think a lot of it is like they're they like they like panic. It's like they see other teams are linked with them, mm-hmm. so they think, oh, pull it, Pulisic, we got we got to get Pulisic and like Kovacic as well. It's like you don't need Kovacic. You can they they just don't and they don't care about their youth. They want they want now. Like they don't care about Barkley, Loftus Cheek. They want Kovacic. They don't care about Hudson Odoi. They want Pulisic. They want even Pulisic isn't even the finished article yet. Hudson Odoi could be better than him. He doesn't so, even start for Dortmund anymore. I know. Like Jaden Sancho I, has I, taken over. It's mad, and the fact that Bayern Munich want him so desperately, they've had like four bids, and they, yeah. you know, they've clearly said that they want him. You must think, right? Maybe we should keep him, but they just think that it seems like he's just destined to leave. Uh, and, it's just it's banal. It's it's crazy. It's bananas. It truly is yeah. bananas. That. Uh, yeah. just Chelsea just such a wind up but anyway I say on to the fifth we need to yeah that was a pretty simple one because we, yeah. know, we know what they need again Arsenal you know, I know I know what they need people maybe say midfielders I think their midfielders are right the attacking options are, are decent goalkeepers it's, it's alright it's not great but it's alright 
sort of defenders for me. Like they, I know they've had injuries, but they're mix and match the defenders holding and and Mustafi Lichstein is playing yeah. at centre back because of injuries. It's not good enough. Yeah. So then you need to be realistic. Like I've suggested, interesting an interesting name, but it is a rival of a Premier League team. So would they try and help them out? I can Probably guess. Not. Gary Cahill. No, no, I've got no. younger than that. Gary Cahill, yeah. Same Which team, but I've got team, younger Chelsea. than that. Chelsea. Christensen. Yeah. yeah, Christensen. That's a shout. That is a shout. Because yeah. he's, he's definitely be down signing. the pecking order with Sarri. Yeah, but I then you still think Sarri's look, a fan. Think, even though they might not be a fan, do you think we could get him somewhere else? Why would we send him to Arsenal? You know, they could help them out and that's to, you know, curb our chances a little bit. So that that's a, unlikely, but I think that's a, you know, Premier League, it does happen Premier League to Premier League. It happened, yeah. You know, it was Giroud to Chelsea this time last year, uh, yeah. you know, from Arsenal. Um, Do you have so any other happen. names? Like a Top dream rack. name? Top rack. Yeah, because again, I'm being realistic because you could say uh, Jonathan Tarr. Like, you know, he was another name on my mind. Or again, Matt Hummels because he's not playing. But Top rack, he doesn't play week in, week out. He's got a lot of British Dortmund links, you know, the players are currently there. It just seems like that one could could happen. Well, I feel like, I know, I think it's obvious Arsenal need a centre-back. Um, I think, specifically, they need somebody with leadership skills. Yeah. You can tell you can tell nobody's in charge of that defence. Yeah. Um, so, the one I can, can I throw out my consideration? Mm. It's it's it is unlikely. I see. I, I feel like I'm going for the big guns for these sort of teams, but mm. he would be perfect for anybody. I Matthias Delit. Oh come on! I know that's so unrealistic for January, but a player of like he's got so much future behind him. He's already cap. He's the youngest captain in Champions League history. Like he's actually got leadership skills, and he's 19. Like, but I thought shorter, shorter term solution would be Gary Cahill. Yeah, Gary Cahill again because oh, that one's been linked. But that's why I thought Christensen because you want you want future. It's not you don't just want a little plaster of a gunshot wound, as I like to say. You'd want someone who's actually got potential. You want Christensen. That's why I suggested him. Um, quick note: Was Delic younger than Ruben Neves as captain? Did he take over his record? Or yeah. Was it... oh, interesting. Yeah, he did. He did this this um champions league or oh. last yeah this champions league i think it was or last year yeah but the, the fact is saying that is just because he's linked with the biggest of teams yeah Barca's, real madrid's psg's i just don't see arsenal as, as one of the the options yeah. um so yeah again easy to to see what they need a center back and we've i think we should just some good options there it's easy to call out which positions but it's so hard to pinpoint because there's so many yeah. background like it'd be interesting to see if any of these players I think if we got like yeah. two each, that would be huge. Yeah. Um, I still think most of my suggestions have been players from like lesser teams going up. Yeah. Rather than like a big team coming down. I've gone for the big you know signings. I mean? like, yeah. So I've got like De Boer and, and Depay. Depay is a good player, but he's Leon or worse mm. than Tottenham. So you know, I've gone up rather than bringing from the big boys. I've That's why those, I'm going to avoid it yeah. at I've got those sort of players coming up, but I think big yeah. guns, I went big. I sort of thought okay. about their marquee signings. So mm. continuing the big guns, Man U, once again, yeah. it's pretty obvious what they need. <laughs> they need a centre-back. Yeah. That's obvious. And then you've got the question of, 
do you go what I've kind of done for these bigger teams is for like the dream choice you know how squawkers do like dream realistic wild card I've kind oh. of gone for that kind of format but okay. for maybe realistic and they've been linked with him in the past Mark Bartra okay because yeah. he's got he's still quite young he's got youth on his side yeah he's He's been playing very well for Batiste. He's been playing week in, week out. He's like their lead centre-back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, the only thing with Bartra, which is the same with Arsenal, man, you need a leader at the back, which is something yeah. they've not had since Ferdinand or Vidic. Mm-hmm. So I thought, but the, the ones I've kind of picked have been like more the younger players. So it's hard thought, to get a leader at this stage of the season though, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to get someone who is a big leader. But the dream choice would be Skriniar yeah. from Inter Milan. But I thought maybe a bit more realistic, Rugani from Juve. Because mm-hmm. he's obviously yeah. down the pecking order with Benucci, Benacia, Chiellini. But he's got a youth, which means will Juve actually want to get rid of him? Yeah, because their their defenders are really aging. This could be the last one, you know, you know with Barzagli and Benucci and Chiellini. They're all like 33 yeah, if you, um, you, you, he's a good sorry. shot. He's a good shot. I definitely you thought you come of up with any centre backs. Centre backs again it was it was only the, that was the only position I was thinking about. There's one shot that there's a player who has been linked with Bayern Munich, um, Lucas Hernandez, Atletico Madrid. Uh, yeah. I think he'd be a good sign because I think they want a big name like Bartra would be a good sign for Arsenal. I didn't think about that, but Bartra would be good for Arsenal. It just kind of fits. But Man United want like a again. I suggested Manolas of Roma. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they want Skriniar who's, and then Kunkula Bali. That's who they you know they should get in the summer. But neither of those two are moving now. So I think Lucas Hernandez because he, again he can play fullback, he can play centre back, and he's linked with the move away, which surprised me. So he's obviously looking for something. And if Bayern Munich, Man United, you know. Just seems like that could that could work then. Yeah. Lucas Hernandez. I think that's kind of like I feel like that's that's where my big names stop. Because I kind of went a bit mm. a bit mad, a bit rogue. Yeah. Um So that's that's the top six. Quickly on United though, I don't know what kind of signs they're bringing in with Solskjaer because that's it what... would just be it's like because anything they I feel like anything they achieve is just a bonus. They've kind of written yeah. off the season, so maybe they're just gonna wait for the new manager's opinion. Like if they sign someone now, it's by the rules of the club. There's no, you can't tell the player the manager wants you because yeah. you don't know who the manager is. So but that's what that's what we spoke about, and I think it probably was the last podcast we did. We spoke about yeah. like a United writing off the season. Is the January transfer window a write off? And there's all those things. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Will they just go low knees, or will they, mm-hmm. or will they do what Liverpool have done in past and buy for the summer? Kind of yeah. Thing. But yeah. I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah. So that's um, the top six. That rounds off the top six. Um, this, and again, this is where I struggled. Unless it's some, again, like you pointed out before we started filming, the, the middle part of the table is actually harder because they're actually doing all right. So there's no clear thing of what they need. Some teams have a clear but, um, weakness, but some teams it's kind of like, like they're all, they're all decent. It's just how, how much of an upgrade. Watford. Watford. Watford, who are next, who I've got, I struggled with. Because, again, they're, they're decent, they're fine. Like, you can't, of course they could improve, but again, if I was going to prove anything, I would prove their defence and a goalkeeper, and I went for their goalkeeper. Because I know Ben Foster yeah. has been doing all right for them. 
I have questions. I've said it before about is the free kicks. And I know this is a little thing, but I don't like if two have gone in that I've watched full games, there might have been more, that he just doesn't dive for them and, and they go in. I think, why are you not even diving for that? And then the, there was a game against Chelsea where I think he was at fault for both goals. He rushed out and Hazard could just went round him and then he rushed yeah. out and fouled Hazard. Um, he's just rash, but he makes good saves. But again, he's he's old now and they do need a goalkeeper at some point. And I know this will be a strong one for January, but I've suggested Jack Butland. Jack Butland? Yeah, because he's going to want to get back into the Premier League. He's going to want to get back into Premier League wherever he can. And I think he's going to have a hard time getting into the top six. Whereabouts so, Stoke in the league? Like 12th, 13th. Yeah, not so they're not, I don't think they were doing... I don't think they're bouncing no. back up, are they? No. Um, but I thought so, uh, it'd be interesting if, if there are any Watford fans... Um, if they agree with you on the Ben Foster front, because when you think about it, I feel I think he's had a good season, but I've just it may have just twigged in my head that you kind of based on a price tag, you you lower your expectation, don't you? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Foster was either three million or free. Yeah, I know you three, know. I think. three mil. Oh, free, yeah. free. <laughs> yeah. So like, if you're buying someone for free. It's not like you're just paying them wages. So it's not like they're coming with uh, a big price tag, right. which is why you judge people. Oh, three mil. Yeah. Okay. So, right. yeah. Even that's just nothing. It's pennies. Isn't oh, it? yeah, it's and, pennies. Yeah. But, we identify him as a good sign because of what you said, the value. But I just think they do need a new goalkeeper in the next the six months, 18 months. So why not go for Jack Butland while he's, you know, he'd probably be cheaper now because he's in the championship. Yeah, for sure. That's a good shout as well. Um. Should we move on to Leicester? Yeah, go for it. So, looking at just Leicester's team, um, I don't think Pule will be there much longer. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of taken that into consideration. Um, Because I think on paper, I mean, they could be similar to Southampton and um, Man U in the sense that they've got the quality players. It's just under the wrong manager. But I think one one position which they definitely need improving on is I think they need a stronger winger. Personally, mm-hmm. because I just I, I don't know I just feel like they're lacking, and I threw out the name Forgan Hazard. No, you didn't. He's on my list as well. For who? Leicester. Leicester, yeah, Forgan Hazard. Wow. Like, and that wasn't about, discussed. Yeah. Talk about great minds, eh? I was just thinking Leicester, like, I know they've obviously won the Premier League, but they they could take the step up. Like, they've got the foundation to be a good team, like Madsen and, and, and Gray and Chilwell. And, you know, it's all just, they've got quality in that team. They could really, like, be the, the best of the rest. So, you know, pushing for top six is, is a lot of big ask, but definitely it'd be, the, 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 you know, the, top, the seventh team. Yeah. Um, I looked at the defence, like, Harry Maguire's obviously quality. Where's Morgan? question for a while, but, I uh, agree with you about the winger because they, they brought in Gazal to replace Mahrez and it's not worked that well. I think Hazard would be a good signer. I mean, he's he's a player who's almost got a point to prove as well and he'll come with a bit of pressure being Hazard's younger brother. But yeah. it also, I think I think it'd be a great shout and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a shout in the Premier League. The only other player I suggested was a centre mid because I looked at their team and they're playing Hamza Chowdhury there at the minute. And uh, you know they've got Mendy and Ndidi. Back the youth, Phil. Back the youth. I know. 
I know, I know I've got no problem with that, but Mendy, he, was, he wasn't popular under any other Leicester manager. He's only popular under Pure because maybe he's played with him at Nice, you know, and it was mm. like, you know, he's good. He's the only manager that's given him a chance. He had a shocker against uh, Saints. Yeah, that so I was thinking, shocker. I was thinking a big one, Danilo Pereira. Oh, I've not heard that, that name again. for a while. That would be, a, that for me is like showing intent to step up, you know, if they sign someone like him. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely that would be a shout. But Leicester haven't been afraid to sign in those sort of bigger names. Like Ricardo Pereira was a quite a big yeah. name when he signed. Again, that was that was another reason why I was suggesting because he could get the Pereira could say like the, you know this is a, we're going somewhere here and help him along, um, get the Pereira the Pereira name strong in Leicester. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even put two to do there. Hmm. Shocker. West Ham. This is you. Yeah, it's me, but I'm just saying, let's move on to West Ham. Let's move on. Uh, again, it's, it's clear clear what they need is is a striker. Every other position on the pitch, they're, they're decent. Maybe centre mid, but you could say every team needs a good centre mid. But Quick question. Anatovic, yeah, just talk about Anatovic. If he stays, which is very unlikely because he did wave goodbye to uh, yeah. the Olympic Stadium. If he stays, would they need a striker? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because because he, he he plays as a striker, but he doesn't have to. Like if they got a big name signing, they could still have one out of it in the team as well. Um, but it does look like he's leaving. I've read that Javier Hernandez has uh, agreed terms with Valencia because oh, obviously they're looking for a replacement after Batshuayi. Um, so if if they're going to let both of them go, they definitely need someone. And I've got three three names. Three names. Wow. Go on, give it to me. More pay of Brentford, who seems like a player that they would sign mm-hmm. like from the champion because they've got, you know, they had Hugo before they got Snodgrass, you know, they're trying to bring players up. Hugo was the one in my yeah. head. Sorry. It doesn't always work out. And I think again, if they want that next step, they should go for one of the other two names I suggested. Morega of Porto. I do rate this guy quite highly. You've and, named uh, dropped in past, him a few think, times in previous podcasts. I've, like, I've linked him with Everton, but again, I've written a name for Everton and I think their, their style of play is different from Morega. I think Morega would be good for West Ham. But then another name which might surprise you is Andre Kramerich. Oh, you're joking. You haven't. Well, I've got him for, for the next team. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah which so... we'll get onto when we get onto. Yeah. Um, I think they're all good shouts. Mm. Um, I think they're all good shouts. They're all, I feel like they're all typical West Ham signings as well. Exactly. That's why I suggest them. Uh, there's something about it that just screams West Ham. But I think if they went for more pay, it'd be a risk. Marego is a great shout. Cramerich is a decent... Because he, he, he never looked the part of Leicester, but... That's it, he was at Leicester. In, yeah, at international level, he looks like a good player. So maybe he'd want to come back and prove himself in the Premier League. And yeah, um, I guess yeah. that segues us straight on to Everton, does it? Yeah, Everton. And I went Cramerich. Reasons being, mm. they need a goal scorer. That's obvious. They yeah. beat Bournemouth at the weekend 2-0. But there were so many balls that were whipped in, which was just screaming for a centre forward to tap them in. Yeah. So I think specifically, yeah. like there's strikers nowadays, you get so many, ver- like there's like a bloody pack of celebrations, so much variety. You get the ones mm. who drop off, the pacey ones and all that. They need a, they need an old fashioned poacher. That's what they need. And mm. I feel Cramerich is that. I feel yeah. like he is that poacher. He's that around the box. I'm waiting for to pounce and he's getting there. Um, like yeah. He's going to worm himself through 
and just get in the right positions. And it's it's the kind of player that Totten and Niasse, I'm sure yeah. they, they had, uh, and Sandro, they just weren't that kind of player. And yeah, I, well, I, I think Totten, the right they, I think they thought Totten would be that kind of player. Um, but he's just not worked out. They, for me, I've suggested for Everton, and I like the Cranrich shout. I just think Cranrich is kind of similar to Tosin in, in that he's not, he wasn't born and bred a striker. It seems like he was like a centre forward or like a winger who's like Arnautovic, who's played as a striker. That's why I suggested him for West Ham. I think it would be a good fit. I was on for Belotti for Everton. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've name dropped Belotti before. Yeah. He's gone a bit silent. I've not actually heard much about his yeah. performances this year, which could be yeah. a good thing. Because it may he, exactly that's what I'm saying. He may be in the mood yeah. to be like revitalized. Yeah, Re- reignite or something. Reignite. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. he's in but, the mood to be re something. Yeah, um, but but lots of like again, it's about Everton and Leicester taking that step up. You know, they could go for Cranbridge, but I think Belotti, this player who recently was linked with you know big teams, um, and again he's gone quiet. So you're right. I I, I think. But that's why I suggested Belotti for everything. It's, it's a good shout. I think they'd need a striker. That's obvious. Yeah. Calvert Lewin doesn't cut it. Mm. Rich Olsen's not a out and out striker. That is definitely what they need. But moving on to probably, I'd say one of the most difficult choices to make. And luckily, you you have the luxury of making it. Wolves. Shocking to hear I say that a newly promoted team and you can't look where to improve it. I know. Not shocking. They're they're quality, aren't they? <laughs> the only thing that lets them down for me is you can't pick up one individual thing. It's the reason why they're good against the big teams and sometimes struggle against the less teams is the way they play. But you can't pin that down to one player. Um, but it's clear that they want a backup striker. They they tried with Origi, tried with Tammy Abraham. Uh, they might have even put their money in for Solank as well. So I've gone with a striker and. I was looking at the Portuguese league because that's where they get a lot of their players from. And I couldn't see anything in there that was likely. It's almost like they've got some sort of Portuguese connection. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I've gone for a bit of an outside shout, but Che Adams, I went for Wolves. Che Adams. Because he might want to, of of Birmingham, if anyone doesn't know. Just coming back from injury. He does well. I think. He's young. He's young. um, Doing well for Birmingham. Again, it wouldn't be much of a geographical move for him, so maybe he might fancy that. True. but this is a player, it's not like when Tottenham signed Lorente, they like, okay, he's experienced backup. They might want someone who's trying to prove himself because remember, Jimenez isn't even a permanent signing. So there's no guarantee that he probably would sign permanently because that's what Wolves do, but there's no guarantee that he will. So they might want Che mm-hmm. Adams coming in. He, he looks pacey, he looks strong. I think he'd be a good shout for Wolves, actually. Yeah, it would it'd definitely be a shout. Only thing is, he, like, I mean, he doesn't really fit the demographic of who they sign. Like they don't go for championship players, they go for yeah. bigger players. Yeah. But he definitely would be a shout. It'd be interesting to see. And I feel like he'd put uh, Jimenez under a lot more pressure than I can't even think who their backup striker is. It's Bonatini, but he's not exactly exactly. So that's that's my point. Mm. Um. So yeah, moving on to Bournemouth. Yeah, and um. I actually quite enjoyed doing this one. Um, so looking at Bournemouth, you've got you've got quite a lot of players in strong positions. The go-to one for me would have been improve on their right back, Adam Smith. Yeah, which they already have done when they've mm-hmm. got Klein. Um, 
But I thought, when I look at their team, I think Brooks is quality. Um, Lerma's quality. You've got Wilson up top. Fraser's having a, an unbelievable season. Um, but I was thinking, what about the other flank? Like Stanislas, okay, yeah. so he's decent up to a point. Like He's never going to set games on fire. Yeah. So I thought a winger. Okay. And thinking along the lines of Bournemouth philosophy, I thought Jared Bowen. Okay, yeah. A whole city winger who at the moment yeah, yeah. is absolutely killing it. Yeah. Um, and Hull obviously are on unbelievable form. They've gone from 22nd in like on the 12th of December, now they're 7th or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just got, he's had an unbelievable December, which has come at the worst time for Hull because he's now going to be red yeah. hot property. Yeah. Um, but I thought he's the kind of player. That kind of, he's he's kind of. I feel like he fits Bournemouth. He just fits Bournemouth. I can yeah, just see him at Bournemouth. Um, so that's yeah. I found that quite an easy one, but I quite quite enjoyed it. Quite enjoyed making. That's a good shout, actually. I like that one a lot. I'm gonna give you props for that one. That's I will one. be surprised yeah. if Bowen is still a whole city player by the end of January. Yeah, I really will be. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's my choice. Any any I thoughts? Like the shout. Well, I like the shout of a winger. I've I've never been convinced by Bournemouth's defence. I still think they're on, building on the Championship defence. Um, again, you say they've got Klein, and I, I was okay. thinking maybe they could they could get yeah Ake's quality with he might even be leaving. There's there's a player who Bournemouth is an attractive team to play for. You know, like Salank had options at, at Huddersfield and Palace, and he went for Bournemouth. Klein, I'm sure had yeah offered card if he went for Bournemouth because they're an attractive team to play for. So I think a player who is linked with many teams, Gary Cahill, might be swayed to play for Bournemouth. And learn. Yeah, he wants a bit of game time. Steve Cook, and you know, I'm just not convinced by their defensive options. But thinking about the winger, I know this this won't happen. But I would like for for both reasons, Harry Wilson to go on loan to Bournemouth oh, because he's be been tearing it up for Derby, and I'd like to see him play in the Premier League. And I think again with Brooks, he would really do well at Bournemouth. It's like got to be to his next play. step, surely, Wilson. Yeah, I, I kind of just wanted to come back. To Liverpool like next season so that's why I wanted to prove in the Premier League now but I just don't see because I just see like Liverpool just thinking he's doing alright where he is but I would really think he could test him in the Premier League Bournemouth would be a great team to play for as well he plays his style of play um, I think Harry Wilson would be a very good shot yeah Harry Wilson he's a Bournemouth another player, player but yeah well. yeah exactly Jared Bowen though I like that shout uh, Brighton though. I like Harry Wilson too thank you very much two solid shouts Brighton Brighton. Um, again, this is a team that is kind of, they're doing really well for who they are. Um, you know, they're, they're 13th. They are, though, aren't they? They're like, they're like, they're doing all right. There's nothing, again, you could say goals for because of Glenn Murray's aging, but they've got two strikers that they've you know, like signed within the last 18 months, six months, Lacardia and, and Done. And I think those two are actually decent options. I don't think they would sign another striker. So I went for a surprising name. I went for Danny Drinkwater. Wow. Yeah. I looked at their midfield and I, I know they've got proper and gross, but I, I don't, I'm not convinced by Dale Stevens. He links somewhere. I think Fulham, Drinkwater. I think. Is, is it Fulham? Oh, yeah, Ranieri, that was yeah. it. Exactly. So, yeah, it makes sense. He's kind of rushing a big move. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's the, uh, it, was, it was a silly move to Chelsea. A lot of players do it. I don't know why. What it is about Chelsea that attracts players, they must do, I don't know what it is, but you know, even like Caballero, I don't say in some way he goes to Chelsea. Begovic went there and in the past years, Ben Ayun and got Miriam no Morales. idea what it could be. I know. 
I mean, yeah, for those listening, I am at the moment doing a money sign. Yeah, those they got a bit of money. But I think that would be a good move to Dan Jingwei. Yes, he could go to Fulham because of Ranieri, but is that really enough of a reason? I know, again, it's in London. He's only got a move, you know. But I think the smart move would actually be to Brighton for a career move. That's a team he could stay at and they could go up, up the table. Depends on how ambitious um, yeah. Drinkwater is, I suppose. If he is up for went almost a challenge. Yeah, because again, Fulham would be safe bet. But what they, they get relegated, then he's playing in the championship. Mm, you know, that's so true. I think Brighton would be a good bet for him. I, that is a good shout. I, I do back that. Um, I agree. I think I agree with your reasoning as well. I think their strikers, they've got the players, could score yeah. more, but it's unlikely that they will improve that department. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Crystal Palace who, I mean, when you talk about Palace, you say, you look at their team sheet and you think, oh, they could win, Zaha's playing. You look at the next week, Zaha's not playing, probably won't win. Yeah. And which just shows they need they needed more attacking options. Um, mm. And... Are you thinking specifically in the ilk of Zaha or more of a striker? More of a striker. Okay, yeah. Someone to almost play as an understudy to Zaha, um, who stays on their feet a lot more than Zaha, hopefully. Um, but their striking options just aren't good enough anyway. They could have a striker just come in and just take the, you know, take the starting spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Ben. Who do they even? They've got rid of Saul off. He's gone off on loan. Yeah. Um, ben yeah. Teke is just. Are you oh, Connor Wickham's on the bench? Yeah. It's just all, they're so they're like. Te- yeah. rewind five years and oh they may have a bit of potential yeah. oh they're quite decent but they're just they're old they're outdated um yeah. it's a bit of a hard pick i've thought a player of like abraham's um sort of quality but you yeah. threw out a quite a decent name which i'll let you take the lead for which i very much agree with what, the one i texted you yeah i texted you because i thought maybe you could suggest it and then we uh, all remove the uh that element well anyway i'll say it check tossing check tossing because he doesn't play for us and, and they want to strike they've been linked with uh, again uh slank they've linked with niasa of everton and if they're looking at everton and thinking niasa is the better option than tossing i don't know what they're doing um tossing he i think he'd go for a loan six months loan in london why would he not fancy that he can prove himself i think he suits um, palace's play as well that's what i yeah, think i think because he, he will knock the ball down and be what yeah. Benteke should be. I feel like he, he kind of, it'd be like the Mitrovic of, of Palace, you know, mm. that's the kind of player he could be. So uh, I think that'd be their best. And when I was suggesting a player, just before I thought of Tosin, because we'd just been talking about him, I was thinking a goalkeeper, but I just don't see it happening in January. But I suggested Tom Heaton. Tom Heaton. Definitely looking for him to move away. And I just don't think their goalkeeping options are good enough either. So either Heaton or Tosin are my suggestions for Palace. I mean, they're decent. Definitely decent some suggestions. Uh, moving on to, to speaking of Tommy, speaking of Tommy Heaton, yeah, Burnley definitely do not need a keeper. No, they got keepers coming out of their ears. They've they got a very specific style of player that they sign, mainly English, mainly look like they love a tackle, that kind of player. You know that when they sign a defender, they sign Ben Gibson from Middlesbrough. You know. Half the, I've more than half the team's English. It's all, you know, that the same. You know exactly what they want. So it did kind of narrow down my choices a little bit. 
I first suggested a player that I've seen they've been linked with, but I don't personally think it's a great signing. Nick Powell. Ugh. It's kind of like, yeah, he could. But boring. And then I thought another player they linked with in the summer, Jay Rodriguez. I think that would be a return a as well. Yeah. Obviously X. Do you think they need they an attacker though? I don't even know what they need. They need just an improvement all round. I think the defenders are fine. Again, goalkeepers are fine. I, I think Jay Rodriguez could really step up their options. Um, maybe even just put, even if he just pushes their current players up a level a bit, you know, add a bit of excitement back in. I think he's a because he can play anywhere across the front line. I think he'd be a good, good time. Yeah, I think that's that's a decent shot. It's, it's very real. You've gone for very realistic options. Yeah, they were my least favorite. That's my least favorite team to do, to be honest. I think they're just a bit boring. Yeah, they are. I, I, when I thought about Burnley, I thought maybe they need. I find that their centre mids are too vanilla. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the too whole like quite vanilla. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I, I didn't specifically pick a player, but when I thought about Burnley, I said they need a Scott Brown style player, and then I said a Sean Dyche on the pitch, <laughs> like you're hard as nails, like you're kind yeah. of will get it down people's throats. Like I feel like they're all a bit vanilla. They're all a bit, all, all a bit nice. Yeah. And I feel like they need somebody just going to come in and two-foot you in training. Yeah, <laughs> they're not a very appealing team to play for, so they're going to struggle to sign people who aren't. I'd be surprised. Up. I know they sit in 15th now, but the t- play- standings in the table do not say as much yeah. because one win and they're, they're down to 18. Uh, one defeat, yeah. sorry, and teams above them, below them win. And I think Burnley, Burnley could be one of those teams who sort of linger and then suddenly they drop. So yeah. I think Burnley should be using this quite a lot, but I think mm-hmm. fair choice. Moving on to yeah. um, Southampton, who you must say have turned it around with the new manager. Yeah. And there's like, there's, there's an aroma at the club. We're, 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 we're like, we're excited yeah. again. Yeah. It was a good manager to get as well. Cause it seems like it's like, Whenever I think of a new manager coming in, it needs to be like a project and like a young manager who feels like he could be there for a while and build something, has a yeah. clear philosophy. Like Mark Hughes, you never feel like it's going to be like, yes, we've got Mark Hughes. Yeah. It's like, okay, we've got Mark Hughes. But he, but he was a short-term in. manager. Yeah. But Hassan Hootal, and it's something that I, I like talking about when it comes to manager and Hassan Hootal follows in the lead of the top managers in the sense that he he's more hands-on, he's more personal with the players. He's got that yeah. modern day approach that I like to see. It's, that's what I was going to say. It's modern, isn't it? And I just feel like every manager needs it and anyone who doesn't. Like, you just automatically players would want to play. Like, if you're thinking now, Burnley, you're a player, would you want to sign for Burnley or Southampton? Come on, who would you choose? Like, not just because of the style of play, but the manager. You want, everyone looks at Jürgen Klopp and thinks, wow, I'd love to play for that. Yeah. And Hassan Hitler looks the same kind of ilk. I know but, they call him the Alpine Klopp. I don't really like that. I don't think it's a bit degraded to call him like, because he's his own manager. They don't yeah, call but I think he said like that. that. I think he said, I'm not the Alpine yeah. Klopp, I'm the Austrian Hassan Hutt or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think being a Saints fan, um, a couple of weeks ago, I think a lot of Saints fans would tell you centre-back is definitely what we need. Recently, mm. Benaric's been incredible. Vestergaard, mm. since his mess-up against Cardiff, has been solid. Mm. Um but we're playing three centre-backs. Yoshida and Stevens just aren't on the same level. So I still yeah. think we need a centre-back. I don't think it's as important, but I think it's still needed. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the dream links are linking to Leipzig. Yes. Yeah. That was where he was. 
Um, we've been linked with Up, Up Camino. Wow. But he's he's a huge shout because he he's like he's the kind of player who's linked with other teams as well. So mm. I think that's very unlikely. Um, I thought a player Saints have been linked with in the past, Pontus Janssen. Yeah, I actually think about him for another team, but yeah, Pontus Janssen is a good shout. Pontus Janssen, because I mean, he's been linked in the past, but then the question Leeds, is, the way, yeah, Leeds United, Swedish. Um, the question is, why would he leave to almost yeah. a struggling, or what looks like a struggling side at the moment Yeah, from a team who looks set to go up to the Premier League? And they love him at Leeds. The oh, they do. That, so I'd be surprised um, if you. But I mean, a player, a centre back like that, like we just mm-hmm. need somebody to replace Van Dyke, like that big yeah. unit. That's what we. Would need. you take? Would you take a six month loan of Gary Cahill? Would you take? Yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. Snap your hand off the Gary Cahill. Yeah. Just need that yeah. leader. A lot of teams lack that leader at the back. They may have decent players, but they lack a leader. And it's amazing to yeah. see what kind of player some people become when they've got the quality next to them. Yeah. Um, totally, yeah. I think he'd be a good shot. I, I suggested an outside name. And I know it's a, it's kind of a big name, but it makes sense because of the manager and because like, I think Southampton should be better than what they are. Forsberg. Oh, I just mouthed it. <laughs> Not that anybody can see it. But yeah. I thought that would be huge. You'd be like because the d- replacement for Tadic. He's been injured for a while. But yeah, I was thinking, obviously you need a centre-back. I really went because I think the strikers are, are all right. Danny Ings is a good, good striker. Shane Long, by the way, scored the last four goals been under each four different managers. What a stat! Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But you tell me uh, this: how many goals has um, Salah got this year? Same amount as the best striker don't, in the world, Shane Long. Don't give me that. You're degrading yourself as a podcast host <laughs> by giving that kind of stat out. But um, what a stat! Before, Only yeah. Shane Long could produce produce a stat like that. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. But he's no, oh, I don't, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go away from Shane because Danny Ings is your main man and then Charlie Austin. But yeah, I think Forsberg, someone who c- can create something. Because again, well, as I was saying at the top of the podcast, it's easy to say everyone needs a striker. But I think you also need someone who can create something for the strikers. And yeah. obviously, you had Buffal, who never seemed to really work. I wonder if Buffal would work in this team with this manager. Be interesting, um, yeah. But I don't think he works hard enough off the ball. No. So I like think we've seen a revitalised Nathan Redmond. Sorry, we've seen a revitalised Nathan Redmond because he's chasing down play and he looks fantastic under Hasselhutl. Whereas yeah. certain players, you just know you're not getting that energy from them. And Buffal's mm-hmm. never shown to work off the ball a lot. So I don't think yeah. he'd be the right... But sorry, I've completely gone off there. No, that's fine, yeah. Uh, I think we could do the easy thing. If they had to get someone, they'd get a centre-back. Forsberg would be a, a hard shot because he's been injured and I just don't know. Maybe he wants to go somewhere bigger, but uh, I think he could go back to the manager and he could help him say, look, this is a team that's going somewhere. A lot of players in like Bundesliga will snap your hand off to play in the Premier League as well. Yeah, yeah. Not to belittle the Bundesliga, um, but... Yeah. Uh, Cardiff now. I struggled with this one. What a fun Again, one to pick. What do they really need? Everything. Um, I just I just bottled it a little bit and went for a striker that they've actually been strongly linked with because it would be a good addition, isn't it? I don't have, think I have to come up with someone new for every team. Well, they I'm are playing a scout. They're playing a they're they're playing a right back up front. Yeah, I know. Like people forget that Patterson. they are playing a right back up front. Yeah. Patterson. So Emiliano Salah of of Nantes. 
Oh, um, good shout. Not seen that in the papers. I know, yeah. But why not? I mean, the, the reason he's been linked is because he'd be a good fit. So I've top, Is he top scorer in the league at home? I think he definitely has been. I don't know if he still is, but he has been for, mm. yeah, at some point. Um, Cardiff, that, that's another one. I'm a bit upset that I got Burnley and Cardiff because that's <laughs> pretty dull. Um, Newcastle, go on. Can we say new owner? What do you mean? We say they need a new owner this January. Oh right, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's a big one. Yeah. See, I, I, I worry about Newcastle because obviously there's so many dream choices, and the choice I've just picked, I've picked, I've just realised it's completely unrealistic because he's going to be double digits worth of pricing. I thought yeah, a player no. like Kevin Campbell, yeah. Leipzig, ex Dortmund. Oh, right. For some reason, I thought he was a Kevin Campbell, the striking of Everton. <laughs> no, but a player of that calibre, but now I've just realised he's going to cost at least yeah. 12 million, and that's definitely not coming out of Ashley's pocket. So I'm just going to yeah. rewind and I'm going to go. I don't see now. I'm, he, they need, I think they need a creative midfielder. That's yeah, what I've, I think I've actually need. got two decent shouts for this one. All right, throw them out there. Well, there's one that they have been linked with Miguel Almiron of Atalanta. See, that'd be big money, though. Atlanta. Yeah, it'd be 15 million or something like that. They've got, it's not like they're broke. And if they think the player would really fit, I think he'd be a good shout. Other player I've actually got. Actually, won't buy big. Forrest of, of Celtic. James Who? Forrest. James Forrest. James Forrest. Eight million pounds prize tag, apparently. And I, I really think the Newcastle, whenever I watch them, they've got a few problems. Their wingers are, are just terrible. Christian like, Atsu, Atsu is stealing they're a living. All kind of like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like quick and they've got a bit of skill, but on the pitch, they're, they're terrible. Atsu and Kennedy, both rubbish. Richie's all right, but I think James Forrest would be a good addition. Yeah, he would be, he's a good shout. Atsu's just failed at Bournemouth, failed yeah. at Everton, and he yeah. still fails at Newcastle, but plays. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I think, Baker yeah, Forrest is well. a good shout. Yeah. Because I saw for some reason he was linked with Liverpool, but that's not going to happen. But he's eight million, so I thought that's a Newcastle kind of signing uh, for us. Either of those two, but I think everyone—that's the kind of position they need. Striker, they've got all right. They've got enough defenders numerically. Whether they're good enough is another question. But mm. that's the kind of position they're lacking in big time. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good shout. What about Fulham, second bottom? <laughs> Fulham's difficult because they got they like to spend money, and every player I've suggested kind of doesn't warrant a lot of money, so you don't know what they're going to do. Um, I've suggested a few all in similar positions, basically defence because their defence is embarrassing, and I, I don't I don't know how it still happens that they have Dennis Adoy and Tim Ream at the back. Like in the last few games, they still play them, Dennis and it Adoy. amazes me because what what was that game Tim Ream had against someone when it was like. It, like, it was his first ever game as a, as a defender. He, they absolutely tore him oh, to shreds. It was awful. It was shocking. And and Dennis Adoy, like, come on. I don't, Surely you saw the... Sorry. You go. Surely you saw the stat from the Burnley match. Obviously, Burnley <laughs> won 2-1. Mm. And they failed mm. to have a shot on target. Yeah. And they won 2-1. Yeah. Like, that just shows Fulham's defence is abysmal. <laughs> Like is. two own goals, it, it was, oh, they they definitely. I I was thinking more centre mid options, and yeah. one just popped into my head. Andy King, yeah, Leicester City links with Ranieri. 
Yeah. Or Again, I was looking at that Ranieri. Again, that's why, yeah, drink water's been linked. He would be, that if he was going to make a move, I know I suggested him for Brighton, but that seems like the move he would make to follow him, like on loan, probably to be safe. Um, and then Cahill again, because it's Chelsea to follow him, it's not much of the upheaval. But if I was either of those players, that's not the move I would make. You know, we've suggested better teams for them to go to. Yeah. Just quickly, while we're on the subject um, of Fulham, um, Ryan Sessegnon, could he be on his way out? I haven't seen any links. I'm also... The Fulham have damaged themselves, to be honest, because the few, like last season, he's been linked with like a £100 million transfer. Mm. That's when it should have cashed in. Now he's, you know... Struggles to get into the first team. I know. So they should have cashed in on him when they could have. Um, so I don't see know who would be looking at him now. I mean, I mean Liverpool, like, we, they're going to need a backup left-back if they want. Sessegnon are taking, but I'm not paying anywhere like near what they were, you know, thinking about. Yeah, um, yeah for, for Fulham... I've, I've not suggested big names. I was thinking again, Simpson at right back because their defence is pretty poor. Again, you've got the Ranieri link. Again, Jagielka, a player who's not playing for his team at the minute, experienced yeah. centre-back, he might sort sort them out. They have um, some decent shouts. Decent shouts. They're shout. all kind of the same, kind of boring. Like, they're not playing for their current team. Yeah. But I know, Very I think nice. I rate them. I think they're decent shouts. Jagielka has just completely forgotten about yeah, and I I, clicked, I I had a look to make sure he wasn't like injured or retired or gone missing <laughs> or something. But um, he's a uh, no, he's just just doesn't play. So I thought, yeah, why not Jagi Elga? All right, and the final one, which is rock bottom, managerless Huddersfield. And um, mm. obviously, I think Huddersfield is a hard one to call because you don't know what manager's coming in. Allardyce yeah. yesterday ruled himself out of it. Um, yeah, that doesn't. I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest. Where, where, who do they? There's going to be someone like coming up, isn't it? Like from a championship team or uh, somewhere like, we, we, don't, we don't know anything about. It's yeah. going to be the quick, the quick fix. Be your Why would you? Cube. They look doomed. They look doomed. What, oh, you do, what can you do with Huddersfield? So what can you do with them? Who, that's not an attractive team to go play for, to manage. I, what, I've I'm, said this. I'm sorry. I've said this all season. They stayed up last year because that's all they needed to do. They're looking ahead and they're looking in the Premier League, let's stay up. And this season, they've not had any ambition. Whereas the teams who have stayed up and stayed in the Premier League are the teams who go, we're not just going to stay up this season. We're going to aim to be in three years' time, be a decent, yeah. not in a relegation battle, five years, we're going to become a middle, mid-table team. These are the teams that stay up, Southampton, Bournemouth, Wolves. They're the teams that will stay in the Premier League and have done. Huddersfield are yeah. short-term every time, which is why they'll hire an Allardyce, not Allardyce, obviously, but they'll, they'll hire yeah. a short-term fix and it will fail yeah. and Huddersfield yeah. will get relegated. I thought a player that they could look towards would be a Bradley Dack, the yeah. Blackburn midfielder. It gives a bit of creativity, which they lack big time. Yeah. Um, but then again, begs the question, he could be as creative as he wants, but is yeah. he going to give it to De Proctor with two left feet or is he going to give it exactly. to Mooney who plays with his hands? They're just shocking. That's a terrible analogy. Yeah, but, um, but but who, who wants to sign for them? Who wants to manage them? I think they're kind of doomed and it's going to be a depressing time for Huddersfield. Mm. But I don't see them having a lot of success anytime soon. Um, they're, for me, they definitely look like they're going down. I still think if I had to put my teams that are going to go down... I would actually, I know Fulham look like they're doomed, but I still think they've got the quality to sort something out. 
So I would say Huddersfield, Burnley, Cardiff would be the teams for me to go down. And I'd be happy with all those teams to go down, to be honest, because when I sit down and watch a football match, if I see it's Burnley versus like Cardiff and think, I'm not watching that. But if it was teams of Southampton versus Newcastle, again, two teams that were lower down, I'd watch that because that could be a decent game. Yeah, I think... As a neutral, that's what you want. I mean, those three teams are teams who I would definitely be surprised if they're still in the Premier League. Um, There's always a chance Ranieri does well in the transfer window and sorts out Fulham. But I feel like given the amount of players they have already, is he really going to be allowed to add to a lot of it? Um, but I yeah. definitely can see Huddersfield and Burnley going down. And if Burnley don't go down this yeah. season, they're going to have to drastically change stuff to not be in a relegation battle next season. Yeah. But I I mean, since we've just done a kind of a middle way um, relegation prediction, Phil, will we be sat in this podcast at the end of the season as Liverpool are crowned Premier League champions? I don't like to jinx anything. I'm a big, I, I'm a big. I don't like to say anything, but I'm stressed. It's stressed. But then I think everyone all of a sudden got on the Man City like, Man City, this Man City, Liverpool going down. And I was listening to the commentary that when I was watching the Liverpool Brighton game, they were like Liverpool on the in a blip. It's not a blip. They lost to Man City and they lost in the FA Cup with their second team. Yeah. It's not a blip. They lost a game. Don't try and take this out the wrong way. But um, when you were losing those two games. Mm. Man City beat League League One Rotherham and League Two oh, Burton. Man, you get me <laughs> Everyone was like, I saw the, you know, that, that emoji where it's like, how oh, they're doing what they're doing. They got they got like the 19 nil in the last three games or yeah. something. And it's like, oh, we should be worried about City. They, Rotherham, Burton, <laughs> get out of my face. Come on. It's, this is why I, I'm not a big Twitter user because I just get too annoyed with people who are, who are like uh, Liverpool grumbled remember it's that the one goal would have been so different in that game if it was a draw it would have changed everything yeah um, see I've company should have been settled. I don't know I know I know we're coming to the yeah. end of the podcast but I I, yeah. I really can't call it I've been more Man City most of the season but Liverpool every time I watch them I'm so impressed like the way they yeah, tore yeah. apart Man U and yeah. they've got a lot of quality. Personally, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to win the Premier League. I think losing to Bayern Munich will do them good. I know that sounds weird, but it'll give them a chance to focus just on the Premier League. But then it puts yeah. risk on Klopp, on Klopp. And if no FA Cup, no League Cup, if there's no Champions League, yeah, he's been there a long time. He spent a lot of money and he's still got nothing to show for it this season could make or break Klopp. I know people, you say like, when you go out of a competition, they say, oh, it'll be good. But you also want to be keep going well. And I don't think Liverpool isn't even in their mind. Like, you know, FA Cup, it was that if we go out, so what? There's no way they're thinking about that, about the Champions no. League. No way. That's and and I Because now, even at this stage, in the competitions that we're in, we've got seven less games than Man City have got until the end of the season. So that, that could pay its toll, you know, but I, I want to, do well in the Champions League and I know the whole club does so that's not even a question for me I think it spurs you on doesn't it if one week you just come up back and buy Munich away and then you've got you know Man United or whatever yeah. it's like, you know we can do this um, it's going to be tight it's going to be, gonna be exciting yeah as, it's going to be exciting for the thing. neutral yeah but not for a Liverpool um, or Man City fan um, oh, I do that. believe that wraps it up does it 
It does. It does. It's I hope lovely. everyone's enjoyed it. It's lovely to be back as well. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, it might be difficult in the future. Might have to get some ringers in since I am now in New Zealand. For those who don't know, uh, time difference and traveling may. But you know, we got Dan Neil. We got other people who, who are ready and wearing to go in the background. On that note, apologies if we have any technical difficulties with the camera um, or any Mm -hmm. voice. This is, we it could be perfect. It may have some problems, but obviously we'll find out when we put this up. But hopefully we can get back to some weekly uploads. Maybe they'll be bi-weekly. We'll get to that when we get to that. But Mm -hmm. hope you've enjoyed it, really. Hope you had a great so. Christmas. And um, <laughs> should, I, should I do the... Go for it. As you all know by now, we are two top, two up top podcasts on all the socials. That's the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the SoundCloud, and no longer recently, but we are still on the iTunes. So you can listen to us or you can watch us and listen for your viewing pleasure. Yeah. But yeah. Big thanks. Hope you've enjoyed it. See you next week. week.